0: Detroit sports podcast.com. All right, Detroit sports podcast listeners on the line. He's kind enough to give us a few minutes. Mario and Pemba from Fox Sports Detroit play by play voice of the Detroit Tigers. Mario, how are you?
1: I'm doing great today, especially after that opening day win. All is good right now.
0: Yeah, you couldn't ask for a better opening day from David Price dominating from the timely hitting to J.D. Martinez cranking a, a home run that most people wouldn't see Really great performance on opening day. Talk about your opening day experience.
1: Well, I, you know, I think the Tigers and we said this on the post game show uh, after the game. They probably played as complete a game as you could play. I mean, you talked about the highlights. The the, the offense came alive with the two home runs, and David Price was uh, nails, and and uh, Joe Nathan picked up the save. But they also made a couple of really good defensive plays as well. Kinsler made a nice play in a, on what, a ball that could have been a double in the gap, and of course, Estes was leaping uh, the wall in left field to pull back a home run. So. Uh, all in all, I mean, it was fourth loudest crowd ever at Comerica Park, and uh, it was it was fun to watch. It was a great day; the weather cooperated, and you really couldn't probably have scripted anything better than yesterday.
0: Yeah, and Mario too. A great point to bring up is Miggy and Victor Martinez didn't really do a whole heck of a lot offensively, and the guys in the, in the lower part of the lineup picked them up. It was really great to see, and it was also great to see Alex Avila get some hits early on, build his confidence.
1: Well, that's true, and, and it's a good point because there are going to be nights where you just can't lean on those two guys every single night, and there are going to be nights where you know other guys will have to step up, and, and that's what I think is one of the strengths of this this lineup this year is the increased depth that it has. I mean, when you go Cespedes batting in the sixth spot, you got a guy like Casiano going in the seventh or eighth. That's a really deep lineup, and, and I think that it's a lineup that is going to be extremely difficult for opposing pitchers to navigate on a nightly basis, and certainly one of the strengths of the team. And, you know, If we can get this bullpen straightened out and, and have them perform um, up to their capabilities, it could be a special season.
0: Yeah, now talk about the performance from David Price. Solid effort, had total command of his pitches, was locating all of his pitches, and was able to mow through Minnesota rather easily, and um, he was taken out with two outs in the ninth inning. Do you think... David Price can even get better than the stats he's already produced?
1: Well, I think it's possible, but but if he doesn't, then that's fine, too. I mean, he's got the ability to win a Cy Young Award. You know, I remember his last start in spring training. I think he gave up seven runs, and people are thinking, well, that's not a good sign. But, it, you know, it, it just goes to show you that once the bell rings for opening day, spring training doesn't mean a thing. I mean, guys just ramp up the energy and uh, ramp up the focus. And, and David was throwing, you know, first pitch strike after first pitch strike on, on opening day. And he got ahead of hitters. I mean, he had his dominant stuff. Uh, you know, really, Minnesota never really threatened. I know they were trying to get a couple of hits late in the game in the ninth inning, but uh, it was an extremely dominating performance. It's what I think the Tigers expected when Matt Scherzer left. They had a guy to plug into that, that lead role now, the, the ace of the staff, and, and he delivered yesterday, and I expect that he'll deliver on most nights.
0: Now, a couple couple areas of concern coming out of spring training, obviously the injuries to Bruce Rondone, Justin Verlander. Do you think that um, Justin Verlander is going to recover well from this tricep injury, and do you think he's going to have a 15-17 to 17 win season that we are hoping for?
1: That's what I'm predicting. I mean, you know, on, on a season last year in which J.B., you know, struggled on, on most accounts, he won 15 games. So, you know, on a ball club that has the offense this team has, you know, JV, I think, is going to at least win 15 games this year, and I think probably beyond that. Um, I'm not too concerned about the tricep injury, and the reason I say that is I spoke to him the day before we broke camp. He had just thrown a bullpen and said he felt extremely good. So, I, you know, I think it's just a minor setback. And the same thing with Bruce Rondone. I think that, you know, they need to kind of take it slow with him. You know, he is coming back from Tommy John's surgery. It is basically a year since he's had the surgery. Uh, he needs to build up his endurance a little bit. You know, I think we all got excited when, in his first spring appearance, he was throwing ninety seven, ninety eight, and 100 in his first three pitches. And we thought, well, you know, Bruce's back. But, um, you know, you've got to temper that enthusiasm. But I think he'll be a key uh, person in the, in the bullpen this year. And, and I think J.D. will be, obviously, a key in the rotation
0: now, Mario and Pemba, Fox Sports Detroit, play-by-play voice, kind enough to give us a few minutes. Now, yesterday, opening day in Detroit, there really isn't a spectacle like it. I've been to a couple opening days in different cities. Something about opening day in Detroit is just really special. All the fans come out. It's a very party, a party-like party atmosphere. Celebrities come out. We've seen the, the guys in the booth interview J.K. Simmons. Great stuff. Talk about the opening day atmosphere and your love of Tiger baseball on opening day.
1: Well, you know, to me, it's the best. And, you know, I think St. Louis is a really good baseball town as well. But we've had an opportunity, you know, over the years to open up in different ballparks. And, you know, for example, two years ago, we opened up in Minnesota. And I decided that I wanted to, you know, walk to the ballpark from my hotel because I wanted to see what the vibe was on the street. And, and honestly, it was non-existent, You know, and you come down to Comerica Park and there are just as many people that come downtown that have tickets that don't. Um, and so, I mean, there, are, there are so many people just kind of milling around the ballpark in the bars and having fun. Um, and then obviously those that, that were fortunate enough to get tickets. So it is a party. I mean, it's great for the city. I think it, it unites the city. And I think it's something that, you know, has been passed down from generation to generation to generation. I mean, this is what we do on opening day. We go watch the tigers, you know, and even if you don't have a ticket, you partake in the, in the, uh, the patch and tree outside of the ballpark. So I, I think it's great for the city and, and certainly, Opening day, 2015, didn't disappoint either.
0: Yeah, it was a great all-around day. It was a fun game, and it was good. I'm really happy we started off against Minnesota. By all accounts, a team that's not going to finish too high in the Central Division. But now you've had a chance to watch the other teams in the Central in spring training. Your thoughts about the division and the Tigers' chances possibly of uh, taking down five straight divisions?
1: Well, you know, I think people are probably going to say I'm biased, and maybe I am. I you know, watch the Tigers, obviously, on, on a nightly basis, and I know what they can do and what they have, but uh, look, make no mistake, I mean, the, the Central's going to be tough this year, but it's not going to be a cakewalk, you know, not that it has in the past, but I think you'll have more teams now um, in the, in the hunts, you know, in September, which I think is good for the game, and, um, you know, certainly good for attendance, but Chicago's going to be really good. Uh, Kansas City is still going to be good, even though they lost Butler and Shields. They're still a very good ball club. And the Cleveland Indians, many are expecting and picking to win the division, so, Uh, Those are really, really good teams. Uh, You know, I think had Minnesota not lost Irvin Santana uh, with the PED suspension, you know, they would create some problems. They certainly created problems for the Tigers last year. They won the season series against the Tigers. So it's a really good division. It's really strong. I think that maybe... The division winner this year is probably not going to have to win 90 games. I think these teams are going to beat up by each other. You know, who knows? 87, 88 games, 86 could win the division. Um, it'll be interesting to watch, but it, it certainly is uh, a really good uh, set of teams in the Central. And I think, in my mind, still the Tigers are, are the top team in the division.
0: Yeah, and if you look at this early schedule, we have series up coming up against Cleveland, the White Sox, Cleveland again, Minnesota, Kansas City. So we're front-loaded on games in the division, so it's going to behoove the Tigers to play very well at the start. Now, I'm also interested now to get your opinion on a former Tiger, Rick Porcello made some news, um signing a 4-year, 80 plus million dollar extension. Your thoughts and uh your your thoughts on his chances of success over there in that bandbox at uh, Fenway Park.
1: Well, I think his chances of success are good because he's a ground ball pitcher. If he was a fly ball pitcher, I, I don't know. Um, you know, But Rick is not an overpowering guy. He relies on movement, relies on his ground ball, so I think he'll be fine. Um, you know, it comes to better than $20 million a year when you break down his contract, and to me is a little bit surprising but you know had the had the Red Sox waited this season and Rick goes out and wins 15 16 17 games then the, you know the price goes exceedingly higher so I, I think they decided that they like what they saw in the spring camp uh they like, obviously what they've seen out of Rick in the past seasons with Detroit they feel he can be a you know a really good pitcher in their rotation and be one of the anchors and so they gave him the money and and you know good for good for Rick good for the Red Sox I think that you know if there's a guy in baseball that yeah, root for it's Rick Porcello because he's a, a really really good guy and I'm um, happy to see him get his money and you know we'll just see if he can he can pitch up to that contract now
0: Mario and Pemba thank you so much for giving us a few minutes check out his work at Fox Sports Detroit every single night check out the guys in the booth great analysis great insight always look forward to watching Tigers games thanks to guys like Mario and Pemba thank you so much
1: all right thanks very much and uh, call anytime
0: I look forward to it thanks Mario